Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb. We're just grateful just to be with you guys on Cedar Point Church's Real Raw Relational Podcast here for Let's Talk Recovery. Um, and uh, we are sometimes irreverent, but uh, you know, it's undisputable that we are Cedar Point Church's fastest growing podcast. And so we're pretty That's proud true. of that and just grateful that you guys are along for the ride. If you can do us a favor, check us out on podcasts, Instagram, um, YouTube, all the social media places that uh, you waste your life on. Give us lots of reviews likes, shares, um, help us to grow this platform, helps to infect more of the populace um, with our agenda and our message. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. And in your spare time, when you're scrolling on Amazon, be sure to check out Caleb's book, Pursuing Freedom. Um, you can get your copy today. Uh, we are in the second edition of the um, life-altering, um, transformational powerhouse that is Pursuing Freedom. Again, written by our very own Caleb's writer. <laughs> Is that the better? That's a good. That's re- better. That was a great review. Yeah, it is. You, you are <laughs> like you trashed, <laughs> like the podcast the, the the at the beginning, and then you saved it on the book. Yeah, so that's uh, good. Yeah, I'm I was going uh, to say you should go into sales sarcastically, but then uh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe for real. Yeah. Well, you know, I was a sales guy. That's what I did that's, for, that's you know, scary. to some degree. Yeah. Now he's in ministry. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I'm still selling. I'm just selling Jesus now. <laughs> yeah. And I actually believe in my product. No, you know, it's a win-win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, we're, we're past a year, you know, so we want to encourage you to go check out our, our uh, one-year um, episode. We did it was two episodes two ago episodes now. Ago. So. Um, and then uh, last week, um, that was really good. Last week, it was. Um, I can't I, remember. I what we usually don't it. say that about our podcast, but last week actually was good. It was. Um, what did we call it? Um, it was personality. Yeah, it was something personality. Like it was some title. I don't know. Just I probably check. came up with something. You did. You put something on there. Um, but you should check it out. It was about discovering yourself, your personality, who you are. Um, it was uh, just great content. We focused um, on some personality tests, how those relate to us, um, the witchcraft of the enneagram. We touched base on. <laughs> as well um and uh just uh and, and we encourage you again on that one if you if you didn't check it out go check it out um um because knowing yourself is is important right mm-hmm. who, who are you and um i know we did touch base on this a lot of times people put so much stock in personality tests that you know that's their excuse that's their identity um this is a, a looking glass right just a a way to kind of peek under the hood and, and uh, gain some knowledge. It's a tool. It's a resource um, that we have. So make sure and utilize it. But uh, today, um, we're going to be jumping um, or moving right along. Um, and we're talking about persistence and consistency. Um, and this is kind of off topic, which is a big surprise there. But what? Yeah, I know. Uh, when I was thinking about this, man, I, just, I was thinking about Thomas the Train. Uh, <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And, you know, if you're from our generation, I have no doubt that, you know, you were... Uh, that was exp- Thomas the Train. That's the little engine that could. Was it? Thomas the Train was the British oh. creepy trains with faces with Ringo Starr as the conductor and or George Carlin. Okay. Both stand-up guys. To Th- be- Thomas didn't say, I think I can. I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> Maybe I didn't watch it. <laughs> Apparently not. I have no it idea. It was a little engine that could. The little engine. What is that? Is that the book? Isn't it? Yes. Oh yeah. It's a little engine that could. All right. 
Maybe I'm, just, right. maybe I'm just always imagined the, just the engine going. that could. <laughs> Stop the See where train. this goes. Yeah, well, I don't even know now. I don't even know what's going on. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know why I'm here. I've had, you know, 32 ounces of coffee, and, and now I'm, like, halfway through a bang. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. I just, anyway, yeah. so the little engine that could, yeah. I'd say... I think I can. I think I can. I think I can, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it really just speaks to that. You know, that was the messaging that we received as children, you know, just to be um, to be persistent, to be consistent. Um, and that's not at all the messaging that we receive as a culture today. No. Um, you know, Caleb and I were talking. I'm going to step into the whole award ceremony. I do that? Yeah. Yeah. So right. – <laughs> Um, you know, just talking about, you know, our, our generation of participation trophies that, um, being persistent or consistent, um, trying to achieve anything in life is not the expectation that we have anymore. So we got this great snowflake generation of kids, um, and, uh, Caleb was at an award ceremony. Thank goodness I wasn't punished with this, but they gave a kid a strong arm award. Yes, it's called the strong arm award because you always... Because they always had their hand up to yeah. ask a question or to answer a question or to ask a question. I don't know. I think those one is a lot worse than the other, but yeah. <laughs> Just no more questions. Stop it. Stop it. I have kids yeah. like that on my soccer team. I'm like yeah. trying to explain like we're right before a game is supposed to start and they're hey, this are, these are things that we really need to focus on. And I've got one kid that's always like he's got his hand. I'm like, what do you want? Is is it can I hit the ball with my head? It's like, no. That's been a rule for a year. Like Three years now, like, no, it hasn't changed between last time you asked me that question and this time. But anyway, he, yeah. would, he would get the strong arm award. I me. mean, I mean, so you look at that and it's like, what is that? We're not even recognizing anything. Um, so where's, where's the where's the motivation for hard work? Because it's just like, oh, you showed up today. Um, you breathed really well this semester. Um, yeah. Like, you didn't stop breathing at all. And so we just want to take a moment. We want to recognize your ability to be alive. Um, and so we printed off this certificate, um, and, you know, we're, we're going to now applaud you and, you know, mom and dad, they're going to take you out of school early cause you just lived so well, um, <laughs> yeah. for the last nine weeks and they're going to take you to Brahms to get an ice cream and you just go get them. Um, you made it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so now, now as a culture, this is not only this has impacted people that grew up in in our generation. Now, like it's just become so infectious that it's spread like a cancer, um, and so people have lost this whole mindset of like, you know, nose to the grindstone, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's just sad. Um, it makes me sad, and so we thought we would spend you know thirty to forty five minutes <laughs> just railing. Just railing. Sound like two old men. Yeah. Back in um, my day, we earned what we what we got. Uh, because you know we we encounter people um, again now that are that are in recovery or um, what have you, and it's just like, well, like why did you get high today, um, little Johnny? Um, you know you were doing so well. Well, I had a bad day. Yeah. Like, so you burned your whole life down? Yeah. It makes me feel better, though. I had a bad day. (laughs) Like, okay, like, you know that you're not the only one that has bad days, right? I had a bad day. (laughs) And it's just like, you put no thought into this at all. Um, And and again, this goes back to the whole participate. I'm I'm convinced this is the participation trophy mindset. Um, because they, they don't know how to handle disappointment. Yeah. They don't know how to handle hard work. They don't know how to handle anything. So when things aren't going their way, that this, um, 
this American grit type of thing. We talked about grit, you know, at one point, um, a few episodes, several yeah. episodes ago. And you go check that out as well. Um, but this whole mindset again that we're 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 pushing forward um, to find success no matter what, and we're not going to give up, um, and, and we're gonna we're gonna obtain what we're after is completely lost. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're talking about American, you know, this perseverance. Like, our whole our whole country is founded on you know the idea of the. Uh, the American, you know, people driving west yeah. on their own, um, you know, to, to claim the land that. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had, like but... driven like a car to, from South Texas into New Mexico. It's a horrible car ride. Yeah, people took horses and wagons. To horses that. and wagons, like, and they were just like, "Well, hopefully, we'll find food along yeah. the way." It's just like there's nothing there. Yeah, <laughs> but it was you know, but they they were driven by the the hope of like making it on. You know, I'm going to be my own person and do my own thing, and yeah. you know, which my own thing means I'm just going to build a house out of dirt and sticks and farm for the rest of my life. But yeah. that was worth it. Yeah, apparently. Um, you know, we can't be bothered to turn the TV off and read a book every now and then because this is too much work. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, we you know, we talked about it many episodes. I can't remember what episode it was on, but we were talking about kind of American history and how you know, yeah, you think about the pilgrims who came across the who you know sailed sailed the ocean was I think it was like a three month journey, yeah. all for religious freedom. Yeah. You know, um, no no certainty whatsoever. And then when they got there, you know, how you know a third of them died on the way over, and then another half of them died when they got there. And, uh, you know, and they just kept kept going on. And it was now, like I said, like, oh, I had a bad day, so I'm going to smoke some crack. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh. you know, uh, yeah, the idea that we're, um, I'm, it, it is, it's the, this this idea of, um, you know, in parenting, we a lot of, see a lot of parents that do that. We, we try to remove any sort of adversity or... Um, uh, difficulties from our children because heaven forbid they struggle at all um, you know and it's it's the whole uh, it's the whole caterpillar <clears throat> into a butterfly thing where um, you know they I'm sure this is there's some some truth to this um, but I've heard the story many times that you know somebody you see a caterpillar that's in a cocoon and it's starting to it's starting to break out of the cocoon and some you know well-intentioned person goes to to help it out and they, they take the uh, they break the cocoon apart to help the, the butterfly come out and, and, and it comes and when they do that the butterfly can't fly because breaking out of the cocoon the struggle is what strengthens its wings in order to make it fly yeah. and and now you know things just gonna die because <laughs> it can't fly off anywhere and do what butterflies do you know and, and and so by removing that struggle it actually makes things worse and we've definitely done that as a culture and society is that we, by removing any sort of struggle and adversity disappointment Disappointment is a great motivator for people. It can be if you do it, you know, you do it the right way. Yeah. Um, we, we, yeah, we have. We've created this whole culture of, of snowflakes of people who just, well, you just can't handle any adversity. We can't handle, you know, it's like this entitlement that, well, you know, I, I'm not, things are supposed to always work out for me because they've always worked out for me. When I grew up, everything always worked out for me. So it should still continue to work out for me. And that's not life at all. And so now we have no ability to cope, no ability to um, to deal with that adversity. And so, so what do we do? We just turn to anything and everything that'll make us feel better. We, you know, yeah. and that's that definitely is uh, related to us as a consumer culture. That's why we consume so much. You know, we consume entertainment and consume fatty, sugary, you know, good tasting foods, and we consume drugs and alcohol. 
and all the other things, you know. So, so yeah. Yeah, um, when we were talking about this, I was reminded of a story. My, my son now, he's, he's 15. Um, he's finishing up his uh, sophomore year of high school. Um, and <laughs> so I was reminded of uh, second grade. Second grade, he played football. Um, and they, the team did okay. Um, they didn't win anything, you know, and it's second grade. And, um, but my son was terrible. Man, he was such an awful player. He put no effort into playing at all. Um, like I said, the team wasn't great. They were okay. They definitely like didn't win any championship or place anything. Um, but my son was like the crappiest player on the whole team because just no effort, right? He didn't want to play. I'd forced him to play. genetics. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Um, (laughs) His attitude, if you know, if that's that part's you know genetics. Um, yeah. He's an athletic kid. Um, um, so we get to the end of the season and they hand out participation trophies. Like here's your trophy, here's your trophy. And so we're like walking away from this, and I take the trophy from my son's hand and I just throw it in the trash. Um, and he looks at me and he's like, "Oh, Dad, why'd you do that?" And I'm like, "Well, you didn't earn that. Like that's that's crap." Um, you know, it's like if you want a trophy, work hard and earn a trophy. We're, we're not giving you a trophy just because you showed up, you know, <laughs> throughout the season. Um, and I say all to say, um, my son is now 15, um, sophomore. Um, he's he's a great student. He's a good athlete. Um, and you know what? Me doing that did not destroy who he was. He, he's okay. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. Doesn't cry now every no, time you no. look at him wrong. Or... No. In fact, he's probably better off for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. <laughs> We have to begin to step away from all of that mentality. And the thing that I taught him in this is like, listen, if, if you want something, you have to earn it no matter what it is. Um, anything in life that's worth having is worth working for and it's going to require you to work for it. Um, you know, that, that's that's the lessons that I try to teach my, my children and, and people I get to minister to. And we do this, um, you know, there's a small percentage, I think you know it, like what percentage of accomplishments actually genetics. It's like a... Oh, yeah, it's it's real small. Yeah. Um, you said yeah, the number a few weeks ago. Yeah, I was in... It's, so I was, um, I was about to reference that book also. It was uh, Grit by Angela Duxworth was her name. We talked about it on the Grit episode. Um, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was, it was funny. The survey they asked these people, like, what do you think is most important, you know, when it comes to success or, uh, success and it was hard work, you know, basically everybody says, Oh, it's hard work. You gotta hard, you gotta work hard to get what you want. And then when they talk about like people, you know, uh, that are exceptional at what they do, like, you know, the Le- LeBron James's of the world or whatever, people are like, Oh, that's talent. <laughs> and it's actually, well, no, it's, it's, you know, the, the genetic part when you get to that level is you know that's what separates those people the really exceptional people at the very very top but you know that's 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 the peak of a, a, yeah. on top of a mountain of hard work you know yeah so the thing that you know i teach my kids is like you know it's um <clears throat> genetics and and playing the role here what it is is your willingness to show up every day and do what needs to be done um my uh, my eighth grader Brandon. I mean, he's he's exceptionally fast, um, and he's he's the fastest kid in school. Um, he's he's up there even in the state. The kid's fast, um, and everybody you know tells him, man, you know, Brandon, you're so fast. You know what people don't see is Brandon sprint, spent um, at least five days a week all summer long coming into track season working out. Yeah. Um, you know what he wanted for his birthday? He wanted shoes to run on pavement better so that he could train. It was like $107 pair of shoes. Why? Because he wants to be the best. 
Now, there's part of that that's genetics, no doubt, um, but how much of that is the fact that Brandon shows up and does something when nobody else has shown up to do something, yeah. right? So that, that's what we look at is here. This is where the persistency, the consistency of just showing up and doing what needs to be done comes into play. That's what sets us apart. It's what sets successful people apart from unsuccessful people, whether we're talking about life, we're talking about overcoming a drug addiction, we're talking about having a successful marriage. Um, those things don't just fall into place for people. Um, it's it's hard work and, and doing what others aren't willing to do. Yeah, that's what the saying. <clears throat> every uh, every overnight success is like a ten years in the making or something like that. Yeah. And it's um, you know, there's a saying we have in triathlon that um, that race day is a victory lap for for all your training. I like you that, know? and that's that's uh, that's very true. I mean, somebody who's completed, you know, I did Ironman, which Ironman the the day in of itself is you know doing that within a. If you're not familiar with that, that's you swim 2.4 miles, and you you ride a bike 112 miles, and then run a marathon. Which back, is how long? Back to miss 26.2 yeah. miles. It's in back to back. They're like they're all like on the same day. I was like, yes, <laughs> one after the other. Um, so yeah, 140.6 total miles. Um, that in of itself is you know impressive, but the training that goes into that and the sacrifice you have to make is crazy i mean that's there's a reason i only did it once <laughs> you know at least with with small children um you know it's it's not an easy thing to do because because the build-up i mean it's almost a part-time job at that point by the build-up to that um to be able to do that and yeah like i said being able to do that on that one day is is phenomenal but to do what's what try how triathletes can appreciate it even more that have gone through that to see other people do that is is they know what went into it you know all the stuff that went into it prior to all the training the long bike rides the you know time away from family um you don't show up on race day to that just like well i you know felt like doing that this week <laughs> it, you they know. don't have a couch to iron man program no <laughs> i mean you can try. i guess you could try but um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it was that that was a that accomplishment was a result of you know every day <clears throat> waking up, having a singular focus and a goal, and, and doing doing the, the, what's required of you you know daily. And, and uh, for me, it was even longer because my first attempt was canceled for COVID. So you know, like I had to kind of start over with training. Oh man, I was like, well, they canceled it in April, and it was supposed to be in May. So I was at, like doing like four hour long bike rides, and then it was like, well, you gotta go back to doing an hour long, and because you can't you can't maintain that volume without injuring yourself. So you have to basically start over, and then wait a year to do it. <clears throat> so, so yeah, that's but that's uh, that's everything in life is, um, you know, we all want to, you know, we watch TV and we watch these shows and we see these people make these miraculous life changes or whatever in 30 minutes or 45 no. minutes and we think well that's how it really is well that's not how it's how it is at all and not only that it's not it's not just like a continuous you know grind uphill it's you you do you do the right things a few days and then you you take a step back and it, it's it's an up and down and it's uh it's back and forth and it's but it's it's a daily grind of choosing to wake up and do the right thing kind of like the bible says you know i pick up my cross daily yeah right that's the choice as christians we decide to, to daily what well, we should decide to daily wake up and say i'm gonna put aside my nature my desires my wants and live how christ calls me to live 
that that's a daily choice it's not you know we don't we're not born into christianity we're not born into that we're not you know get baptized as a as a baby and like hey look i'm a christian now and i just do whatever i want to do it's a daily relationship just like the relationship we have yeah <laughs> i know where you're going just i'm gonna keep talking it's a just like every day you know i you know wake up and decide to um uh you know honor the relationship i have with my wife and don't yeah. you know um which is is the easiest decision decision i make every day yeah of how many years uh, 20, <laughs> two, three, I don't know. <clears throat> Shut up. <laughs> um, see, you just took away. I was trying to, I know she listens and I was just trying to make a, you know, uh, give myself some brownie points and you ruined it. I know Appreciate I did. That. So, um, anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. So <clears throat> every day you're, you know, you're making these decisions to do the right thing and to try to, to, to better your relationship and to, um, and that's and that's what that's where success comes from. The success is in the work that that all the people don't see, yeah. you know. Um, but that's a uh, it's kind of the opposite of what we see in uh, you know our social media culture, right? <clears throat> everybody gets jealous of everybody else's life because yeah. all we ever post online is the good stuff, and we don't ever see the bad stuff in there, you know. Um, everybody's posting their you know perfect homes or their perfect family or you know and what you don't see is five minutes before that family was fighting or whatever and like, oh you guys are always so happy it's like <laughs> all you see is this you know plastic version of our lives yeah and it's like no it's um you know however many years of marriage i've been married it's it's you know when we're in a really good place uh, other than me not remembering how many years it's been um but we're in a good place because we've we've been through it you know we've we've had our ups and downs and we've and we've worked at communicating we've worked at learning how to to um you know what are what are my sticking points what are her sticking points how do we mesh together and how do we work around those and how do we complement each other and i mean how do we raise our kids together what do we you know what what's important to us i mean we've we've done all that stuff and so you know as we get into our later years of marriage here it's it's paid off in some regards and that things are much easier now than they used to be so yeah so what is persistence and consistency so persistence um is uh like the never quit like don't give up keep 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 trying and when we talk about consistency it's showing up daily right so you, you never quit you keep moving forward and you do it every day um and it's uh, it's almost like um, it's, it's a long suffering through something and eventually, you know, you're going to get to the other side. You're going to find success. Um, Paul says this in first Corinthians nine, 24 through 27. He says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. Now, clearly Paul's not from, you know, this generation. Yeah. Um, otherwise he would realize everybody gets a prize, Paul. Like, yeah. you know, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, Paul so it's the determination prize. Yeah. He's you're the most determined in our class, Paul. <laughs> uh, so run to win. Run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for the eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And so Paul here is, I mean, he's referencing our walk, right? Which, um, 
you know, that's that's what everything's related to, um, or should be as a Christian, right? That um, our, our walk correlates to the health of our marriage, the health of our family, um, to our work, to re- whatever it is, recovery. Um, there's a direct correlation there. And so as we grow in the things of God, um, these other things grow. But he, he speaks of this intentionality. Um, he, I mean, run to win. Um, <laughs> nothing is more intentional than going for a victory, right? That it's not, there's no indifference in that if you're pursuing the number one spot um you you care right you're you're showing up um and you you know the the finish line you know where the goals you know how you score um you know how you're disqualified or um penalized um you you know right the ins and outs if if that's the attitude you're showing up with um he says all athletes are disciplined in their training and um likens this again to to athletic training similar to what you know <clears throat> Caleb would have gone through training for the Ironman or that um, so they do it to win the prize that will fade away um, but we do this for an eternal prize and so again I run with purpose in every step I'm not just shadow boxing that's um, I'm not just training like it's right. it's for something <clears throat> real um, and he says uh, um, otherwise I fear that I myself may be disqualified that We've got to show up in life, and we've got to show up every day, um, and we, we, we have to have that, I'm not going to quit until I, I get what I'm seeking and, and what God has for me. Yeah, I uh, like his, um, you know, I'm not just shadow boxing, and so, you know, like what we would call that in the triathlon world is called what we would call junk miles, and so, you know, because of what we do is longer distance, you know, some people just think, well, you just, you know, I'm just going to go out and run for an hour. And that's, that's what we call junk miles. It's, there's no purpose behind that. You're just going through the motions. And so many of us are just going through the motions. We're not living with purpose. We're not having an intention. And so then when things get hard, we, we quit or we, you know, give up on things because we don't have a purpose. We don't have it. We don't have a goal. We're pushing. We've lost sight of that. And we, um, maybe, maybe if we, ha- we haven't lost sight of it, maybe we never knew what we were pushing for in the first place. And so, you know, one of the, th- we, we've talked about it numerous times. I'm probably, we probably have a podcast specifically about finding our purpose, you know, and, and, um, so if, you know, if this sounds like you, like, you know, you're just kind of going through the motions, you're putting in junk miles man, what's your purpose? You know, what's in, because too, when things get hard, knowing your purpose, um, is what's going to keep you going. If you have a compelling reason to go, go, go on. I mean, you know, for me, again, back to the the Ironman, um, you know, I knew at at this day, certain day, I'm going to be doing this race. And, um, you know, so, uh, and I knew it was going to hurt and it's going to take a long time and it's going to, you know, it's going to be the hardest thing I've ever done physically. And, um, and actually it was one of the hardest things I've ever done mentally too. Um, and so, you know, on, on training days when I'm wanting to quit because it's like, God, I just don't feel it. It's like, no, you know, in however long I'm going to be doing this thing. And if I quit now, I'm going to quit then. And I can't, I can't do that. You know, or if I quit now, it's going to hurt this much more then because I'm not going to be prepared. And so <clears throat> having a compelling vision and a reason and a goal and a purpose is, you know, keeps you moving forward even when you want to quit and when you're going through the, the tough stuff. And so, um, just like Paul's talking about here, we're not just shadow boxing. We have an eternal prize waiting for us. Um, and we're called on a mission and a purpose for God. And, um, that's going to, that's going to require some tough days and keeping our eyes focused on that in training ourselves to go through the tough stuff. Right. Um, that's going to make us better and that's going to better equip us to, to, to gain that prize um, that God's called us to. Yeah, I know uh, 
when I decided I was going to get sober, you know, there was reasons. And, and we talk about this, finding your why. You should go back and check out that episode, even though it was an early one. kind of sucked. Um, <laughs> the content itself was great. Um, but, you know, what are you, what are you doing here? And so, you know, when I begin to show up for that, it wasn't easy um, to get sober. I'd lived most of my life at that point in addiction, and that's how I coped, and that's how I lived. And so realizing, well, why am I doing this? Um, and then... <clears throat> being persistent, being consistent, right? That even if I slipped up, even if I messed up a little bit um, or got off track, I didn't give up, right? Um, if I didn't have a bad day, that wasn't an excuse to go back to it. That's what keeps us in addiction. Um, with my marriage, there's there's a purpose behind that. Um, and it's, you know, what am I doing here? You know, well, I, one, I've, my, God's called me and my wife together, right? We're in a union here, a covenant. Um, that's important. I put value and stock in that. Um, we're trying to teach our children um, the value of marriage. We have all these things lined out that even in the days that are hard where, you know, um, my wife wants to stab me in the face with a soldering iron, um, <laughs> you know, we still, at the end of the day, reconcile, we're going to do this again tomorrow. Um, and maybe tomorrow sucks just as bad as today. You know, some of those seasons are like that. Um, but, you know, you keep pushing forward and say, we're not going to continue to live like this. We're going to get past whatever this is. We're going to be, uh, we're, we're going to show up every day and we're going to keep doing this. And we're going to, we're going to do whatever we have to do to get here because this is where God's called us. And, and none of this um, is going to cause us to throw it away. So, I mean, whatever you're facing, I mean, sometimes, you know, your job may suck. Um, even what Caleb and I do. Um, days suck. Sometimes this, this is not the best, right? Um, but you still show up, you, you know, your mission, you know, your purpose, um, and you just keep pushing forward and, and taking steps, um, to, to achieve what you're called to do. And, and over time, things do get better. Um, you get better, you grow. Um, and, um, if you're lucky, you, you bring people with you too, along for the ride and you, you elevate, um, you just elevate everything around you. Um, so um, I just uh, I do I like that. <laughs> I'm not just shadow boxing. I, I, it is one of those things that you've really got to go back to the purpose behind it all. Um, otherwise, <clears throat> you will be the person who just gives up um, or falls victim to the participation trophy mentality. Um, it has nothing to do with that. Nobody needs to recognize your hard work either. I'm going to throw that out there. Nobody sees you and you're going around whining that no, nobody's recognized all that you're doing. Your purpose is all wrong. It has nothing to do with them. Um, it should be yeah. about serving God. Um, you know, I forget the exact verse, but it says do everything unto the Lord, right? Yeah, that's what I was about to say, the same thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're doing it for somebody else or you're doing it for recognition or you're doing it, you know, um, then you're doing it for the wrong reason, and I mean, all things do as if you're doing it for God. And then you know, in that verse, even references like work. You know, do you work hard? Don't work hard because you you know, I'm I'm trying to get a promotion or you know, if you get all that stuff, that's great. But um, you do it as a reflection of who you are in Christ. And um, you know, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to do these things because that's what Christ calls me to do. It's not so I can get recognition. Um, and, and you know you have to be be fine with that. And I mean, and it's it's a very human thing to to want the recognition, to want yeah. those things. But you know, if you work hard and you and you, um, you know, if you have if you work if you live on purpose and you and you have goals and you're pushing yourself to be, you know, those things will come. I mean, you know, and you'll get it. But if you don't, that's fine too. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, all, all sorts of stuff I do that I don't 
you know, get acknowledged for it. And it's, it's totally fine because I'm not doing that to get acknowledged. And that's, um, if, if that's what you, if, if you're living your life out in a way like <clears throat> everything, every little thing I do, I have to get acknowledgement for, um, and you're going to be disappointed in life because, you know, people just don't care that much about you. I hate to tell you that. <laughs> we all like to think that everybody's always talking about us or, you know, thinking about us or, or doing that kind of thing. But, you know, everybody else has their own troubles and their own strifes and their own goals and things that they're working for. And, um, you know, they just don't have time to think about us as much as we like to think they, they think about us. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, like, do it for yourself, you know. And that was, a, that was something that um, the transition I had to make. As uh, as a younger person, I was I did a lot of things out of anger and out of spite and resentment. Um, you know, uh, very much motivated by the "I'm going to show you" idea. You know, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you because you know I was a fat kid growing up and we didn't have a lot, and so I had you know got made fun of. I was real quiet, um, so got made fun of and picked on. And um, you know, I, I learned pretty quick, like you know, if I put in work, uh, I could get success. You know, I could beat all the cool kids by being successful at school or be successful athletically. And um, it became much, uh, the motivator was to, was like I said, just anger and um, resentment. And I'm going to show you and um, I'll show you what I can do. And <clears throat> while that, that can be a very powerful motivator, it also burns you out. Yeah. And, you know, and I've, I've made the shift uh to well i'm just gonna see what i can do you know i'm gonna i'm gonna you know beat the version of myself that wouldn't have done the hard work and and um you know and the, and the nice thing about that is that 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 motivator doesn't burn you out and two it uh never goes away right you know i can always be better than what i could have been um and that's and you know i can always be a better version of myself i can always grow into more into the person that christ made me to be uh than than not you know the version of me that's just sitting on the couch just shadow boxing just going through through the motions and so um you know uh do it do it for your do it for, a do it for god but you know do it for yourself like what what can i do god gave us these bodies and these abilities and these things and these talents and so many of us don't ever push and try to find out what 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 we're capable of um just for for all sorts of reasons so yeah find find that inner motivation to 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 push yourself to to see what it, what it is you're capable of because um, you know that, that that's a much healthier place to be than you know I, I just I'm just going to do this so I can get a certificate or I can get acknowledged or you know get whatever participation trophy yeah the, the strong arm award. <laughs> um, Romans twelve eleven through twelve says never be lazy but work hard. Um, and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Um, and so this is a verse that just kind of speaks to that, like, don't give up mentality. Um, never be lazy, um, but work hard to serve the Lord enthusiastically. This goes back to, um, like, why are you doing this? Like, what are you, what are you showing up for? Um, I, in the recovery ministry, we run into people all the time that's like, well, um, I just... I, I just don't. I don't know why. Why I should keep staying sober. Like, wh- what? Why am I doing this? Um, 
what is it for? What's the point? Type of attitude that people in hard times will come come up with um, when they're tired of putting in the work um, to be clean and to be sober. And it's because their reason all along was wrong, right? Um, I mean, if your number one reason is um, I'm doing this for God. God, God has saved me. Um, he's redeemed me. He's called me. Um, and so I should work hard to show the results of my salvation. You know, that's very biblical. Um, that speaks to our purpose in a profound way. Um, if that's what you've centered it on, centered it on, well, on tough days, that doesn't change, right? That's a rock, a pillar. Um, that, that truth is unwavering, and you can always go back to that. Um, and so, again, never be lazy, but work hard to serve the Lord enthusiastically because of all he's done for you, um, because of what he's brought you through. Um, and so rejoice in our confident hope. That's the hope of salvation, right? Be patient in trouble. Um, patience, I always like to point this out, it's long-suffering. Um, it's not saying, oh, in trouble, everything will be fine. It says, no, suffer, suffer well. suffer well through the hardship um and how do you suffer well how how do you be patient you you keep showing up every day and you keep moving forward um well that sounds really crappy yeah Yeah. (laughs) it is it is um not an excuse to give up (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you know that's that sounds that that whole line there is like this this is a a, an issue and i probably have probably harped on this numerous times because this is a point of contention with me but in the, in the in the big c church this idea of like you know the prosperity gospel types that you know once you become a christian everything's supposed to work out well for you it's like no there's nowhere that says that in the bible um all the disciples uh died a martyr's death except for john who he did his best to die yeah. a martyr's death <laughs> if you didn't know he was boiled in oil yeah i mean he here's there's somebody who suffered well i mean <laughs> he literally suffered um and uh but yeah, you know, this idea that you're not going to ever encounter tough situations or go through struggles or problems. Um, no, man, that, that is not where, that's not what, that's not Jesus' promise to you. God's promise to you is that you'll spend eternity with him. That's yeah. it. And that um, everything he does or has done in our lives is for his glory, not for yours, not for anybody else's. It's for his glory. And um, we're to live our lives that way. And everything that we do is for his glory and to reflect um, uh, what he's done for us. And, I mean, that's that's definitely not a, as good of a sales pitch as, you know, become a Christian and, and all of life's dreams will come true. <laughs> um, but that's just not true. And so, um, you know, I mean, even was it James that says, uh, you know, rejoice when we face trials and, yeah. and tribulations because that's what makes you stronger and that's how you have to go into those situations is like you know man this sucks but you know what it's going to make me stronger it's going to make me better um again back to physical training uh, because it's it just it's just very apropos for what we're talking about is that you know going and lifting weights is hard i mean it's if you're doing it right it's hard <laughs> if it's not hard for you then you're not actually getting stronger it's that what's happening when you do that when you know you get under there and you, you you go to bench press and you feel the pain in your chest from you know after you pop out a few reps your, your muscles are actually tearing you know you're, you're experiencing these little micro tears all throughout your muscles and and then after you're done your body comes in and repairs that and they make it a little bit stronger and then you go in the next time and you do it again and you increase that weight a little bit more so you tear it again so your body will come in and repair stronger and you're you're more uh you're more equipped to face that challenge the next time you go in and so you know if you're benching 100 pounds you know after a little while that becomes 
that becomes easier. You know, what, what used to be your maximum now is, is, is your, is your warm up. you know, and that, but it's only through struggle that, that, that happens. It's not through the easy, it's not through the easy situations in life. Um, what's the saying is, um, uh, uh, tough seas make skilled captains basically something like that. So, you know, what's, you know, if you, if you never have to challenge your abilities as the captain of a boat, then you're never going to become a good captain. And that's, that's, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, Philippians 3.14 says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, uh, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. That, again, this goes back to what are you, what are you doing this for? Um, again, it's, it's really hard to show up every day and try um, when you've put stock in the wrong thing, um, when you lack purpose, lack calling, um, lack identity. Um, know, know why why you're here, what, what this is about, um, and it's to receive what, what God has for us, what he's called us to. Um, and when you put those things in focus and bring those into perspective, um, it, it's much easier to be persistent in our recovery, consistent in life, um, and, and to show up and do what we're called to every day. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things to, to help you with, um, to give you something practical to do with what we're talking about here is one, and, and this is stuff that we've talked about before, but it never hurts to hit it again, is that um, one, like we've already talked about, is know your purpose. You know, know not only know your purpose as, in, as who you are in Christ, right? As a Christian, my purpose is to, you know, to, to be an example, to live out a Christian life, um, to bring others to Christ. Uh, that part, but then also, what is you know, what has God called you to do? What has He equipped you with? What it, you know? So, what? How does that relate to my career? How does that relate to my family, my hobbies and activities? Um, it's it's all encompassing. Encompassing. Um, so so, what is my kind of overarching vision or goal or purpose in life? And then out of that, we need to start making some goals for ourselves. Um, and I've I know we've talked about it before, but um, I couldn't point you to the episode. But you know, I'm a big proponent of. Um, the 12-week goals instead of like year-long goals. Um, there's a book called The 12-Week Year. It's a very good book. I would rec- recommend it um, where you're breaking down, okay, what do I want to accomplish in 12 weeks? You know, it's long enough to actually do something, but it's short enough to keep you focused, right? And then, you know, start breaking that down into, you know, month goals and what does that look like? And then into a week. And, and now we're waking up each day going okay here's what I'm working on so then when things get tough like well okay I'm still focused on what it is I'm going to accomplish and you know even though this may not work out exactly the way I want it to I know I've got my eyes focused on something and I can keep pushing forward um, to like the verse says to to reach the end of the race to 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 get the prize that God has called us to Um, but uh, doing something like that is going to help you to stay focused it's going to help you to weather the storms, to push through the tough times. Um, if you don't have something you're pushing toward, then it's going to be real easy to, to hit any sort of resistance and then decide, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go this way. You know, we look like uh, those Roomba vacuums, you know, <laughs> just bump into something to turn, bump into something to you know, turn. And, and that's how we live our lives. And that's why we never accomplish anything is because we're just spinning in circles instead of pushing through into uh, you know the direction that we're called to yeah uh so kind of to recap um helicopter moms you're not doing your kids any favors so that was yeah that's a big thing you know and well that brings back um (laughs) you know i I mentioned that book before and dads there's helicopter dads now too it is 
yeah. Oh, Usually, your dads used to just be checked out. Yeah. Now we're, you know, they're the ones that are engaged are doing the wrong thing. But yeah, back in that um that book I was talking about grit, um that she talks about a study in there where, yeah, the the difference between it, like you know the, the parents who are always <clears throat> interjecting for their kids to try to keep them from struggling versus you know the ones who are there and supportive and loving but also let their kids go out and kind of figure things out and obviously you can tell where this is going the kids who are allowed to kind of fail i mean as parents you're there to like I said you know keep them from you know you know bodily injury yeah. i mean severe bodily injury <clears throat> sometimes little bodily injuries <laughs> is, is a good teacher but it is um the ones who are there that are loving and supportive, uh, but let them let their kids fail. Obviously, those kids turned out way better yeah. than the ones who the parents are, you know, never let them encounter any sort of strife. So, yeah. anyway. Um, so, yeah, helicopter moms, not doing yourself any favors. If you're part of the school system with this nonsense, with <laughs> all the, the strong arm awards or whatever, um, you're an idiot. Please stop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're, yeah. you're being detrimental to society. Um, and then if you find that you yourself has, has fallen into um, this snowflake generation of you just need to be recognized because you breathe today, um, you, man, snap out of it. Um, just <laughs> be, just uh, be willing to work hard. If, if, you want, if you want something, work your tail off for it. Um, nobody needs to give you anything just because you're breathing. Um, and life's gonna be hard. Um, parts of it are gonna suck. Um, that's that's actually life. That used to be a statement we would tell kids. That's just life. Uh, yeah. Life's and, not fair. Life's not fair. And that's life. Yeah, that's, that's life. Um, those used to be things that we would tell adults and, and children, and you yeah. know we've stepped away from that, and now we're we're reaping the the fruit, the harvest of that. It's working out well for us. Um, nowadays, um, I saw this meme. I've seen it a few times, but I always like it. And it's like I died once. My mom told me to walk it off. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what we need to go back to. That's a joke in my head. My growing <laughs> up, my my mom thought the uh, cure for anything, the anything that you had was ibuprofen. Just take some ibuprofen, you'll be fine. It's like mom, you know. So we would joke, you know, oh my, I cut my leg off. Yeah, mom, take some ibuprofen, it'll be fine. Yeah. It was, that was, yeah. I mean, that was always the in military school. It was uh, drink water. Yeah. So um, anything you went to cadre with, uh, like I've got this going on. I've got um, <laughs> this this lump in my neck. Yeah. Um, drink water. How many canteens have you had today? Yeah. It's like that's. I don't know that that's related. Yeah. Yeah, drink water. <laughs> Try, have you tried it? Yeah. That, you know that's it's funny. The that's exact same kind of treatment in the military. I was in the army for six years and uh, it was the same thing. Anytime you had a problem, you'd go, that's why I stopped ever going to the, the medics or whoever. Um, They're like, yeah, take some Motrin, which is ibuprofen. It's like, I had a severe herniated disc, and they're like, take some Motrin. I mean, like, literally, like, <laughs> I had an MRI and everything, like, well, we're gonna put you on some Motrin. They're like, okay. I'm pretty sure I, like, fractured my ankle one time, and they're like, well, here's some Motrin. You know, I mean, I, uh, so, yeah, but now it's, you know, let's do everything we can to yeah. keep you from, from, from struggling. I mean, I remember growing up as a kid. You know, I grew up at a, like I said, I've mentioned before, trailer park. And you know, with the kids in the trailer park, we would all go, you go ride your bike around and ride out all over the place and explore. 
and get into trouble and all that kind of thing. And, you know, hey, let's all try to jump this dirt heel on our bike, right? That's what used to be normal kid stuff. And, like, yeah. so let's see who can jump the farthest. And so, <clears> you, you know, everybody gets a little faster. Or, you know, we try to find a heel that we can accelerate that down. That trailer park had some good heels, Yeah, too. it did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, invariably somebody would crash. And I, you know, did it a few times. And you scrape your knee and you're bleeding out of your elbow and your yeah. knee and all this stuff. But you're like, well, I'm not going to go home because I want to stay here and, you know, play with my friends and uh, I don't want to you know if I go home I'm just to sit at home and it's like you had video back then we didn't have you know video games or whatever I mean Nintendo was just coming out when I was a kid but we couldn't afford it anyway so I'm not going to sit at home and watch the, the eight channels I got <laughs> so you know you would just suck it up and bleed and and then you know get infected and go play yeah. <laughs> out with your friends now the kids don't even ride their bikes you yeah. know it's like I moved to the neighborhood and you know, my boys would, you know, go, once we moved in this neighborhood, they were always like, oh, we're going to ride over to so-and-so's house, and we're going to ride over to so-and-so's house, and um, finally, I told them, I said, hey, you know, they're more than welcome to come to our house, you know, if you want to bring your friends over here. Well, they can't ride their bikes. What do you mean they can't ride their bikes? Like, they don't, they don't know how to ride a bike. My, now, my boys are, you know, at this time, like, seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten years old, and it's like, their friends are the same age, and it's like, they don't know how to ride a bike. I'm like, What? How do you not know how to well because they just don't ever go outside yeah. or they don't want to walk all the way over here so we just go over there it's like oh my gosh you tell them to find new friends yeah i don't want it's, you hanging out with those kids <laughs> anymore soft. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah the, you know again <clears throat> we're sounding like a bunch of old men here oh, my, my day. we just rub some dirt on it <laughs> well i know we dig it so far in my family like even with food stuff it's like i don't like that i don't care um, yeah my daughter hates bacon my oldest daughter, which is this wrong with her? I don't. Know, it's an embarrassment. We'll so, pray for you. Yeah, I serve her bacon at least once a week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, and she's like, I don't like it. I don't care. Like, and so I intentionally this pig died for you. <laughs> I intentionally <laughs> make bacon and make her eat it. We all eat it. You know, it's part of dinner. It's not I like think I'm you just, guys need counseling. Yeah. If she, <laughs> she doesn't like she bacon. Like bacon. Uh, so, but again, because we just make whatever, um, and then you know, if it's if it's spicy, it's spicy. You're gonna eat it. And then, I don't like peppers. I don't care. Yeah. I don't like onions and mushrooms. No, get over it. But uh, you know, so now my kids, you know, even with that, and this is a small example of what happens in life. Now you know, what my kids never do complain about food. Yeah. We can go anywhere, and we can feed them anything, and <laughs> without question. They eat it. Now, occasionally, they may try to sneak it off their plate or throw it in the trash without you looking, but we don't ever hear a complaint. (laughs) Uh, We went uh, out to dinner, you know, took my wife out for Mother's Day, and, you know, so the kids order hamburgers and whatever off the adult menu because they're older, and, um, you know what they get on it? Everything. I didn't have to tell them. The waitress like, you want everything on it? Yeah. Like, so what do they eat? They eat the the cheeseburger with the the lettuce and the onion and pickle and tomato, and (laughs) there you go. Yeah. So, um, anyways, um, man, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Um, stop, uh, stop being a wussy. Suck it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, such an encouraging message from us as usual. Yeah, um, but you know, sometimes, well, not sometimes. I tell you, and this is why we're the way we are because we've been in recovery ministry for as long as we have, and I can tell you more times than not, what people need to hear in recovery ministry is not, oh, it's okay, everything will be okay, we're gonna hold your hand. It's fine. No, what what most of the people that we deal with need is a kick in the butt. Yeah. Say, hey, grow up. You know, grow up a little bit. Toughen up a little bit. Stop posting on Facebook about your troubles, trying to get sympathy. Like, stop that. 
Yeah. We didn't talk about it, but stop that. <laughs> like, listen, there's 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 room for encouragement. You know, if you want to be encouraged by people, start start doing something. Start yeah. accomplishing something. One of our guys in our house, man, he's getting a ton of encouragement because what he posts is like he's yeah. he's reaching milestones you know to to get his you know license back and in in doing things with his life accomplishment man that I'm jumping, hey way to go man yeah that, that's the encouragement you need. you don't need sympathy you don't need oh it's okay it'll be fine no quit being a baby and and looking for you know sympathy we're not your mama we're not your daddy we're not here to you know pat you on the butt and tell you everything's gonna be okay what most like I said what most people in recovery and our experience have needed is kicking the butt and say, hey, all right, you know, what is it? I heard somebody say, you can you can visit Pity City, you just can't live there. There was a lady, well, here's exactly, okay, so this is the culture we live in. That, that was, the, this lady is the CEO um, of some company. And the reason I saw this was because she was going viral because of the outrage of saying something like she was this was on a business call or a call with her managers and they were short of their goals of whatever sales or whatever it was and she said this to them and everybody was outraged that she would oh say gosh. something so hurtful to them oh, man. Um, I was like man that's a solid saying right there you can visit yeah you can visit you can feel sorry for yourself I mean I've Days I feel bad, I feel yeah. sorry for myself, but you know what? I don't live there. You know, I give myself, all right, I'm going to have a pity party for the next two minutes, and then I'm going to get on with my day, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's like I said, it, sometimes we, you know, it sounds it sounds rough, but that's what that's what people need. You need to, you know, kind of kick yeah. in the butt. You can do it. Get up. Let's do something. Let's brush ourselves off. Let's, let's get focused back on what we were focused on before. Not get derailed by some, you know, some little thing that, that some hiccup that's hit us. Yeah, you know, I know we're trying to close, but <laughs> this reminds me too, you know, because people do make excuses. And uh, Janelle and I have been going to the gym pretty consistently. Um, I was in there the other day, and so there were there was people. So one guy has no legs, and dude, he's over there like throwing his body up on the the weight bench. He's he's benching. He's having to work twice as hard as everybody yeah. in there. Dude has no legs. Um, and getting on uh, some type of bicycle thing you use with your hands, I don't know what yeah. you call that, um, to do cardio. Um, and, again, there's there's fully functioning people. Like, oh, the gym's hard. I can't go. Um, and then next to him at one point, I wanted to take this. I wanted to go ask them, like, can I take a picture of both of you? Because um, this dude's on this cardio machine with no legs. And the other dude, he's an amputee. He's got a prosthetic. Yeah. Um, and then as I'm, like, watching them two, another dude comes through on a wheelchair <laughs> just Aaron just feeling worse and worse about himself. Yeah, like, ah. Well, no, I'm feeling okay because at this point you know, I've been pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, but I was like, man, I just need to get this yeah. picture because this dude is over there and he's got himself at this point thrown up on the weight bench and he's using one of those like medicine ball things mm. and, and doing what he can. And then, <laughs> kid you not, this is no joke. Somebody's this, playing a prank on you. <laughs> dude, this dude comes in with a cane like, yeah. and he's like really unstable. You can tell he's like he. He has difficulty walking. Yeah. And he starts hitting. You're like, here are four people who have every reason to be sitting at home on the couch. But they're showing up and they're just doing what they can. Um, and it's like, man, these guys, these are success stories right here. Yeah. Um, either currently or in the making. Because, yeah. um, again, nobody, nobody would try to guilt them into getting off their butt and going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. But that's where they are. They have, they have, the, they have a division for... I don't know what physically 
challenge in triathlon. And so there'll be people who have no functioning legs that will, you know, compete and complete Ironmans. You know, they'll swim. And um, then either if they're amputees, they'll, uh, they can, you know, use, they have special bikes that use prosthetics to pedal. Um, or if they've just got no function, I mean, they'll, they have hand cycles. Yeah. I mean, imagine doing yeah, hand cycling right. for 112 miles and then they get up and then they have, you know, either, like I said, they'll either run on their, on their prosthetics or they'll, uh, the wheelchair, um, which that one I'm like a little jealous of, but, uh, <laughs> on the run, but, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I I've, can't imagine wheelchairing for 26 yeah, know, miles. It's very fun. <laughs> Like, is this downhill? Can I just start at the top? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that would be but, cool. um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've been where I'm racing, and then I'll be, you know, I'll be you, feeling you sorry got, for myself. You got passed by the guy in the wheelchair. Well, hey, <laughs> I've been passed by a lot of people that make me like, okay, yeah, I, need, like, I need to do more it. work. Yeah, but, I mean, I'll be feeling sorry for myself, and then I'll see somebody who's, you know, riding without a leg, and I'm like, all right, quit being a baby, you yeah. know. It's the same thing. It's like, man, this guy's, this guy's doing it, um, and, I, and I have – I'm so blessed – to be, you know, this is like like back to the James verse where we should rejoice when we face trials. It's like, man, I'm, you know, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm choosing to do this thing, and I'm so blessed to have a, a, you know, a functioning body that I can do this. And this guy's, you know, who who is, uh, you know, struggling, who has more of a deficit, I guess, to to, to doing this thing than I do, and he's doing it, and you know, yeah. Uh, so so yeah, exactly. There's definitely, there's always somebody out there worse than, than you. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> anywho. Um, well, again, thanks for joining us today. Um, be sure, again, check us out on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, like and share our content there. Um, if you've got any questions, concerns, complaints, you can reach out to us, info at cedarpoint.church. Um, you can call us at 283-2221, um, 918-283-2221. Um, but uh, we're just grateful for you guys. We love you. We'll check you right back here next week.